Matthew chapter 16. Verses 26. Verses 26. Who is there? Okay, one, two, three, let's read. Read it again. Read again. Thank you, Lord. The Spirit of the Lord was ministering to me about Matthew 16, 26. Um, I, was, I, was, I was in my own things, meditating about God. And um, because that's what I do most of my time, by the way. So if somebody asks me, what do you do most of the time? Meditation. Praise the Lord. Because I realize it's the quickest way to hear God. Praise the Lord. If a man has not learned how to meditate, he will never hear God. And that's the truth. So I'm sitting at the end. That scripture comes, Matthew 16, 26. And I've quoted it every day. You quote it every day. When you're preaching to the lost, some of you, you say, and then I had a voice telling me, for what profit is it to a man that he should Gain the whole world and lose his own soul. Hallelujah. And it's a common phrase. Everybody does what? Reads phrases. You see, the reason why we have a problem with religion is it's deliberate but indirect way of taking men to bondage because of ignorance. The primary place of ignorance is a place that leads men to bondage. Or the primary place of bondage is a place when men are ignorant. Hallelujah. Because the Bible is very clear that you know the truth and the truth does what? Sets you free. When you see Christians who are not walking in the liberty of the spirit, it is because they are bound by reason of ignorance. That is why he tells us to not be like the Gentiles who are separated from the life of God. They are alienated. He says, this I say therefore and testify in the Lord that you henceforth not walk as other Gentiles walk. He's talking to the Ephesian church. Meaning it's possible for a Christian to actually walk like a Gentile. Yet they are what? Christian. He says that you henceforth not walk as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their Having the understanding, why is it darkened? We're going to come to that. Being alienated from the life of God through the what? Ignorance. That is in what? Because of the blindness in their heart. When the human heart is blind, there comes forth ignorance. Are you hearing me? And that ignorance separates men from the life of God and darkens men's understanding. Are you hearing me? And hence, Christians start to walk as other Gentiles. They walk like other people. Meaning there's a very distinctive difference between a Christian born again and a Gentile. Hallelujah. 
The only challenge with what has actually weighed Christianity to the place where it is, it is because in the church of Christ, we have many Christians and disciples of Christ. I don't know if you understand. So Christianity is, to the large extent, a brand on people, not a life in the people. So even what protects many Christians is a place where they seek for Christianity to be a sort of brand that they wear, to be identified with, but without the understanding of the life which is inside them. Hallelujah. That's the difference between just a Christian and a follower of Christ. You get my point? So it's easy for anybody to say, I am Christian. It's very easy for anybody to say, I am Christian. But when you look at people, you realize that they don't even understand what it means to be Christian. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was having a conversation with a certain Christian <laughs> a few days ago. And the Christian told me, Apostle Grace, I'm a realist. I'm a realist. I'm a Christian, yeah? But I'm a realist. You understand? It's what they call Christian realism, okay? I'm a realist. I'm a realist, okay? I believe in God, but for example, if I have to be protected from malaria, I'll put a mosquito net. I'm a realist. I'm realistic. You understand? I'm a realist. Do you understand how some people think? Even there are some realists here. <laughs> if I have cancer and it's advanced, I accept it that it is what? Cancer. And I know that I have a few days and then they switch to a certain indifferent faith. They say, I'm not afraid to die. I'm not afraid. Of you are. <laughs> Go away. If you weren't, why are we talking about it? I'm not afraid to die. You understand? I'm a realist. If cancers come, let it kill me. At least, this is he. I mean, great, better is he that does not destroy the soul. You know? I'm a realist, you know? If it's cancer, it's cancer. I have to take the medication as I have to. And um, if they say that I have cancer, I'll just go to the hospital get all the chemotherapy that I need and probably radiotherapy, and then, you know, I'll be okay. I'll heal. If I don't heal and the Lord says, Lord says, no, anyway, if, if it's destined that I don't heal, I'm a realist. I accept it. I face, I, I consider reality. What is reality? Reality is that I don't have money. I said, What? Some of you should understand what realism is. Some of you should understand what reality is. Some people always claim a place of reality. And I look at them and I really think, do you understand that faith is reality? So if you move by what you see to say that that is reality, faith is reality. That is why when the Bible says, when Christ, which is your real life, shall appear, our reality is Christ. Our reality is not the things that we see. Uh-uh-uh. Let me see. Uh-huh. Let's see. Thank you. Colossians 3. It says, For as far uh-huh, as this world is concerned, you have died. And your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. Which Christ is our what? Life. Your real life. The reality of your life. That means anything that defines you outside Jesus Christ 
It doesn't matter how real they present it, it's not real. But there's a Christian who accepts so. They say, oh, if they still have HIV, it's a reality. Oh, I have to swallow medicine, it's a reality. Yes, you take your realities. Are you hearing me? But the moment you start entering Jesus Christ, your realities must change. Oh, no. You, you don't, somebody told me, you don't, you don't impose on me what I don't want to believe. I believe this, you believe your own. And I told him the problem is you'll die. I don't know that you understand what I'm saying. Even if the doctor says you have HIV, you don't have HIV. Ah, this man is going to kill people. We are dead already. What are you talking about? Can you kill dead men? I'm dead, but yet I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who gave himself for me. I'm talking to dead men. You're telling me that I shouldn't kill them. They are already dead. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Listen. Listen. When the Bible says that the spirit of a man can sustain any infirmity. Listen. He will sustain his infirmity. When the Bible says the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. It means that you are as sick as your spirit allows you're not as sick as the, the doctor said. You're not as sick as, as the microscope saw. No. You're as sick as your spirit. He, he knew cancer would exist. He knew HIV would exist. He knew incurable diseases would exist. But he said, the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. Give me the message version of that. Uh huh. A healthy spirit does what? A healthy spirit conquers any adversity. Any, any, any adversity. Any adversity. Just keep your spirit healthy. Let, them, let you get disease in your body and, and just have a healthy spirit, you'll see. Disease will find its way. The issue is the health of your spirit. It's not the state of your body and what the doctors say. Some people in this room, scientifically, are not supposed to be alive. You don't understand what I'm saying. I'm a pastor. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. There are people here who have come to my office and they told me what the doctors said. And it's a miracle that they're still in the body. But they are. Because they just live by faith. And they'll stay alive. When I was in Nairobi, I interacted with the wife of the pastor who was hosting me. She was a reverend. Was a nurse. I was shocked to be <laughs> told about three men who have been, who have had dead kidneys for 15 years. Dead, totally. Zero, zero performance. But the guys are in Kenya. They are still alive. People are dying when everything is alive on them. And they don't even have money. Sometimes they have to, you know. Even me, I don't know how. That's God. 
But you must keep a healthy spirit. Because if you lose your spirit, it doesn't matter how healthy you are. You can live on all those diets and eat healthy. Simanya greens. You eat your greens. You enter people's refrigerators and you, you might think it's a rabbit's what? Rabbit food. Just cabbage, white, carrot, bugs, bunny. What? Healthy lifestyle. <laughs> Healthy lifestyle. Daddy, God wants the health of your spirit. He said it will sustain. It will sustain. It conquers. What does the Amplified say? The Amplified say, uh-huh. the strong spirit, not the weak, of a man, sustains him in what? Bodily pain or trouble? Bodily pain or trouble? Strong spirit. Mm. You have to get to a point where even when headache comes, it says, uh-uh, on Apostle Grace. It looks for another one. You put your name if you like. Hey, go come uh-uh, on Oketra. But those things are for you. Even, I have a headache. You even possess it. I have a headache. Then you call people to look after you. <coughs> Come. <coughs> I've not even had breakfast. <coughs> I'm sick. I'm sick. <coughs> like those little kids. Remember when we were young, for us, we could get sick for anything, even for the sake of Raibena. You remember? Some of you, you are young. Or some of you, you're too old, you don't remember Raibena. It came bef- after you. <laughs> and some of you, it came before you. <laughs> Who remembers the Raimeda days? You fall sick and then you... <coughs> Raibena. And then they have to... Because it's the only way they can give you Raibena. If you're healthy, wah, drink water. Water is life. You remember? Do you remember? So some people are just sick for... You know, they just want to be looked after... They have a manipulative spirit. <laughs> Lift for me by shoes. Are you hearing me? But when you cultivate a strong spirit, are you hearing me? And you wake up in the morning and, oh. I told people one time I was supposed to be preaching. And then a small headache became a big headache. And then my, some, I felt like something was tweaking through my head. And like somebody had put like, a, a screwdriver there, a screen there. You understand? So, and I'm supposed to be preaching. So I first said, oh, let me grace. Man of God, you're even sick, but you're going to preach, you know? I said to feel sorry for myself. Then I remembered, hey, why hast thou cast down my soul? Is there no king in you? Is thine counselor dead? That day I promised myself, I, it was a trick. I thought it through and I said, I'm going to give the, the devil a headache when he doesn't know. I got on the pulpit. Offside, that the devil can't even expect it. I just said, Hallelujah! And people are screaming, Amen. For them, they think I'm just praising God. Kumba, I'm giving the devil a headache. The headache went, I preached. If it's hot, give him a hotter place. Therefore, you incubate him. You incubate disease. Give me a blanket. 
incubation and your covering, providing heat for the egg to hatch. Give me a sweater. You incubate. The moment you start to feel cold, remove your shirt. Start to shake it. <laughs> Strong spirit. Some time back, we were going to the airport to pick someone, and I was driving. The next thing I know, my bones, my joints are breaking. Everything is breaking. I'm starting to feel dizzy. Temperature. My eyes. Hey, say what's up. So, as the norm is, there's like a certain poke joint sometimes I go to. So, we go to this place. We're like five, four. We order for the pork and everything. The next thing I know, temperature is there. My bones are broken. My joints are so funny. Everything is aching. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling so, so, I can't even say it. But I was feeling so, so. Feeling the missing sequences. Hey, I don't know the spelling. You understand? So, listen. I told the boys, excuse me. So I went just besides the, the place. The cap, don't. So I went just besides it and made sure nobody was watching me. I said, eh, 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 eh. Devil. I was talking to him when we were two. I said, do you really think at this level at this level, like this level where I am now. You can wake up and put funny stuff in my legs and arms and I feel and I think that I am... You, you think at this level. You can still do that and I believe. Do you think so? We started talking, seriously. Do you really think at this level? You can put pain in my joints and temperature rises to I don't know how many degrees, and that should make me feel like I'm out of my life. Do you know how fit I am? Do you know how healthy I am? Do you know, do you know how strong I am? Do you know what I started to do? <laughs> Let me show you. You think I can't do it? You think I can't do it? I went down. You think I can't do it? I hear Simanya, soft legs. How can I have soft legs? You think I can have soft legs? You think I can have soft legs? God is my witness. Then I went and ate pork. That was it. I think he got bored and went back and said, ah, Apostle Grace, he couldn't fall for it. It is just like a trick. Then for you, incubate it. That's why you put on the armor of God that you might what? Withstand the tricks of the enemy, not the power. The tricks. He just wants to convince your head that you have cancer. The moment your head is convinced, the spirit is sick, and the body gets, that's the principle. Keep your spirit. How am I sure that you're not going to die tomorrow of disease? Simple. Your spirit is too healthy to die. It is too healthy to die. That is why we preach the way we preach. That is why you have to be careful. That's why I tell people, be careful. Don't just listen to everything. You know, some Christians, they're everywhere. Even after here, they can go for a delivering service. (laughs) 
Are you hearing me? You're literally poisoning yourself. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Tell your neighbor I have a healthy spirit. Tell him. Tell it to him again. Tell him I have a healthy spirit. So the challenge here is that like where I began from, how can somebody tell me they are more realistic than the realisticism that ought to be in Christ? But you see, I don't blame them. Sometimes when I think through what's really wrong with Christians and believers, you know when we define knowledge, when we say let's define knowledge, many Christians are too far from what you define as knowledge. Many. Do you understand? Some people confuse information with what? Knowledge. That is why Christians are engaged in very funny battles that are not even theirs to fight because the battle is the Lord's. But you see, they are too ignorant to know what they ought to do. They are too ignorant to know how they ought to pray. They are too ignorant to know how they ought to stand. Many, let me tell you, the, the biggest challenge in the body of Christ is knowledge, nothing else. That is why the Bible says that the sons of this world have become what? Wiser than the sons of, of light in our own generation. Because they've advanced more deeper in the arts and the spirit world than actually the spiritual beings you and I. Many Christians, by the way, if you look at them, eh, their debates are usually between black and white. And a few gray areas of what they might call compromise, either healthy or unhealthy. Healthy compromise, I said you look smart just to make you happy. But many people are, if you really want to discern knowledge, you realize that many people are between black and white. When you want to really dis define knowledge, many people have not moved into living color. They're still in between black and white. Good, evil, hate, love, you know, just opposites. You get my point? They're just in what? Opposites. I saw a certain guy a few days ago, and he was a convert. He was a devil worshiper, and he converted. He was raised on the boundaries of uh, Tibet. <laughs> and this guy said, that when he was young, he grew up seeing his uncles and an and, and, and old man levitating in the air. You understand? Tim how to levitate. You understand? Just leave the ground. He said it became too natural for him that when he went to school to do it and he saw his fellow students couldn't, he was surprised. <laughs> he went back home and asked his father, why aren't other people doing it? Do you see, a, a, a devil worshiper gets to a level where his son has a certain definition of a certain world that is shocked that sons of men don't live. He's saying, well, how come they can't be lifted? How come me I do it? And we do it naturally. For him, he thought it was natural. He grew up thinking, because he saw men go, he says, 80 feet in the air. So for him, he used to think it's natural. It's the world he lived in. Now, he comes to school and he's telling his friends about stuff and they're like, are you mad? 
Are you hearing me? That was the kind of life that was shaped. You get? He says things like teleporting and all these things, leaving your body, what? It was normal. For him, they thought it was just a normal thing. God had given for everyone to, to live. You understand? That's how it was made appear. You get where I'm coming from? And Jesus walks on water. When he's just bored, by the way, not to show disciples that he can walk on water. No, he's God. He surely can't prove. He's already proved. Do you understand? But today you walk on water. You walk on water. Just wake up one day on a free day and just walk on water. You'll see. Let me tell you, there are things I read of in the Bible. If a day I came back, some of you, <laughs> I don't know. Moses put down your stick, it becomes a snake, and this is a cult. Can't be. Snake swallows, other snakes goes back. Uh -huh. That is a cult. But the Lord told me, the church is moving into something. Eye has not seen. Ear has not heard. Has not entered into the hearts of men. The church is going into something. Where you look at many cults. Not because they are cults, but because they have known who they are. You watch. If you think Jesus walking on water was a miracle, watch. He said greater works shall you do. You watch. You watch. You watch. You watch. If Philip disappeared in air and God said greater works, you watch. You watch what you'll see. That means now, I even fear. That's why my fear is genuine. You guys understand me. Me, I fear every time I, I look at some of you because I know where we are going as a people. I know there's somebody who's saying, oh, my, you get a bit It's because, you see, <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you. If God had not convinced Peter that he can get fish from the very lake that he had failed to get fish, Peter would not have followed God. Some of us, we didn't enter into salvation because we were desperate. No. We followed God because he proved to us that he could get us things that even our jobs couldn't. I don't have a job. Shut up. Hallelujah. Yes. Tell anybody it's working. <laughs> but you see, the church has lived in deception. You understand? And, and, and we're, we're using deception to establish truth. And because our truths, quotes, are established from deception, we really don't have a certain life that is working. Because it doesn't begin from a truth perspective. It begins from a lie, ignorant, indifferent, misinterpreting mind. The other days, I found a woman praying for a certain lady, a fellow friend. But I pray that you'll have a, a bath like for the Hebrew women. <laughs> Some of you use it even when you're pregnant. God, you say the Hebrew. If you go back to Exodus chapter 1, let's go there. <laughs> Probably let me open there for you. Let me show you something in Exodus. Exodus, I think 1. Let's begin from about 17. Let's begin from 17. Is it? Uh-huh. Oh, oh, 16. 16. He said, when you do the office of a midwife to the Hebrew women and see them upon the stools, if it, is be, if it be a son, then you shall what? 
But if it be a daughter, then you shall what? She shall what? Leave. Uh huh. But the what? Feared God. The media feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the men children alive. They saved the children. So the king tells them, kill. They said, no, we fear God. They don't what? Next verse. And the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said unto them, why have you done this thing and have saved the men children alive? And the midwife said unto Pharaoh, because the Hebrew women are not as the Egyptian women, for they are lively and are delivered, uh, and, sorry, and are what? Delivered ere the midwives come in, in, to, in unto them. Okay, simple English. Give me the message version. Give me the message version for some people. Uh -huh. The midwives answered, the Hebrew women aren't like the Egyptian women. They are vigorous. Before the midwife can get there, they have already had the baby. Was it true? They were what? Lying. Then someone says, I pray that you produce like a Hebrew woman. Kali, you produce like Hebrew women. Actually, the literal prayer is, I pray that you produce in lies. Yeah. But that's how church is. You get my point? Because it's very easy for us to ignore the truth and establish lies. There are many doctrines of men, even as the doctrine of Christ. They are represented as the doctrine of Christ. So today, when you're dealing with Christians... That's why you, you have to read the word. You have to read the word. That day, uh, we were talking about the Timothy. You remember that First Timothy 2, I think 15, where it speaks of the woman shall be delivered through childbearing. Huh? Yeah, notwithstanding, she shall be saved in childbearing if you continue in the faith and charity. Do you realize that many Christians, again, quote that scripture when they want to say that they will not feel pain in labor. Eh? You understand? Many women use that. In the Bible says that the woman shall be saved in childbearing. I will not die. Neither will my child die in the name of Jesus. Yeah. But when you read the scriptures, if they continue in faith and charity and holiness and with sobriety, you realize God is not talking about your producing. In fact, when you study the Greek translation interlinear, this is what it says. It says, notwithstanding, uh -uh, begin from 14, you'll understand the meeting. Begin from 14. It says, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. Are you hearing me? Next verse. Notwithstanding, she shall be saved, the, the Greek says, in the childbearing. Because they're talking about the child. Jesus Christ. Do you understand? And people use that as a quote of scripture. I claim it. You say the woman shall be saved. You see, the, the fact that you can even imagine that you're claiming a scripture for you to produce well, you don't yet know you're a new creature. You don't yet know that you're what? A new creature in Christ. You're born again. That word spoken on the woman was the woman after the first Adamic nature. You are a woman after the second Adamic nature. Labor pains are not even supposed to be things you fight over and I claim not to. God doesn't even have it in his head. Because he's dealing with men who are not born of flesh and blood, but born of the spirit. And then you watch Fanero women. Hi, how are you? I'm done. Can we go? 
Wait, no, no, can we go now? I want to go now. Say it's mine. You say it. Say it's mine in the name of Jesus. Can we go home? Can we go home? It's working. Yes. Because it's not even a place of faith. It's a place of knowledge. You are a new creation. Behold the old. Those mafane pains. The old is gone. And now the new. And all things are of God. Stop claiming those funny things. Let me tell you, I've told people that I've conditioned my spirit sometimes not to even pray about certain things because it would disqualify who I am and weigh me a bit wanting in the knowledge of what Christ has done in me. Sometimes there are things I fear to pray for. You understand? There are certain things that when I start to address, I start to realize, oh, I'm past this level. I'm past this level. I'm past this level. You understand? You read about the story of Jesus Christ and you never hear him coming to his mother, oh, mommy, I dreamt when they were going to kill me. You understand? Okay. If you dreamt it, the scriptures never found it expedient for us to discuss who they were killing in the dream. You get my point? You understand what I'm trying to say? Sometime back I had a funny dream. I just woke up and I jeered at the devil like... I walked away. I know he understood what I meant. How? How? Do you understand? I feel, come on, on the things that I have on my agenda, Fanero, Thursday, what? Celebration. I also add another thing to address in the name of Jesus. Those things that chase me. Aha, let them chase. Let them chase. Let them chase. You have to be at a point where you are confident in whom you believed. You know who you are. You see, we have to get from the point of being too cautious about what the devil is doing. To a point where we also learn to bully the devil a bit. You have to learn to give him a little headache. You understand? Bully him a bit. Walk in the streets and let a demon pass, and you say, Oh, then it goes away. You say, hey, hey, hey. The challenge is you don't see the demons. Imagine there is one. Be walking on the streets again. Walk away. Be a bully. Get to a point where you're what? You're a bully. You, you sometimes bully the devil. He also knows that that guy is a bully. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? But those things of... Like one time I was doing... <laughs> I was rebuking demons out of a kagal. The demon caught me like this and squeezed me. I said, hey! It left me. <laughs> Don't touch me. It understood that I meant. (laughs) Don't touch. You have to have a certain understanding when you're dealing with demons. But for you, leave me alone. Devil, leave me. Leave me. (laughs) 
Leave me. Leave me. Leave me. Somebody say, I'm dynamite. In the name of Jesus. You have to be too explosive for any demon. Too, you're dangerous. You, you have, you see, the challenge is many people are on the surface swimming in the things of God. That's why the scriptures say that he that is in the waters, they that which are in the waters speak face to face. The relationship, when a man learns to draw deep in God, he realizes that God shifts from just telling you, and then I had a loud voice. You, you know some of you are still in there. Then I had a loud voice. Then the Lord said to me very audibly, you see, some of us are past audible voices. You see, I don't even need to hear God audibly to know he has spoken. You get my point? Because we don't talk in water. <laughs> there is a certain way they communicate. Ah, I don't know you understand. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. So it says, as in water face to face, so the heart of man to a man. You imagine. Now I'm talking about spiritual beings. You understand? I'm not talking of the on water experience. I'm not talking of swimming in the wells of salvation. I'm telling you, I'm talking about going so deep. So when the Bible speaks of a man like Moses, the Bible says, for he spake with God face to face. And God spake not with him in riddles or visions. Can you believe? God never spoke to Moses in a vision. Today we are celebrating men who have visions. I had a vision last night. Even me I do, by the way. But you think about it. You're not talking about a man who has seen a vision. You're not talking about a man who, who has, God has spoken to him. No, the Bible says that when I speak to prophets, I speak to them in what? In dreams and visions. But that is not so with my servant Moses. He says, for I speak to him face to face. No, no, they talk. You understand? And he tells, you see, you have to understand that if Moses had that kind of glory, how much more you? You have to get to a point where the relationship that you carry with God is a face-to-face -face experience. He speaks you hear. You speak, he hears. That's the place where two reason together. But you see, for every time you're in the presence of God, you're trying to wash yourself. Because you're not convinced of how clean you are. That is why in the, in the lines of the Old Testament, he could not deal with them based on sin. You understand? <laughs> Come, let us now reason together. For even though your sins are as red as crimson, but yet will I wash as white as snow. But when you enter into the dispensation of the New Testament, where you've been washed by the blood, died... And now raised as a fruit of the redeemed one, which is incorruptible. One unto whom the Lord imputes righteousness and not sin. Every time you get into the presence of God, he sees his righteous one. He's ready to tell you what's next. Then for you, you waste your time. God, you see, uh, uh, you waste your time. Let me tell you, sin is dealt with through Christ. The biggest problem to the church is not sin. It's ignorance. They don't know who they are and who works in them. Both to will and to do. According to his good pleasure. So we've given sin power. No, 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 no. For me when I'm in the presence of God, I say, Holy Spirit, anointing, glory, increase, self-control. You understand? Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report. If they have any praise, anything of good. They say, 
Think on these things. Think on those things. That's where you're supposed to be. You understand? You have to understand that when you became born again, God will perfect that which concerns you. Even that which looked like an, a weakness. To God it's not. He's your strength. He will see you through that. It should not be what you discuss. You understand? Discuss more important issues than sin. Some people think the most important issue between man and God is sin. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. No. The most important issue between man and God is the assignment of preaching the gospel of the kingdom to the end of the earth. That's the most important assignment to God. Because the Bible says that they will die of sin because they believe not on Jesus. The only reason why the world is judged of sin is simple. John 6 is very clear. They believe not. You see, 16. He says, of sin because they believed not on me. That's why he will judge. Oh no, probably start from, from above. For some people to understand what I mean. Begin from verse says, aha, uh, uh-huh. give me the amplified. Let's read it from the amplified. He says, uh-huh. however, I'm telling you, but the what? When I say it is profitable, expedient, advantageous for you that I go away, because if I don't go away, the comforter, the counselor, the helper, advocate, this is a strengthener, standby, will not come to you in too close fellowship with you. But if I go away, I will send him to you to be in what? Close fellowship with you. Uh Uh-huh, next verse. And when he is calm, listen, he will convict and convince the world and bring the demonstration to it about not the church. It's okay to stand on the pulpit. You sinners, you sinners. But when we get in church, you righteous ones, you righteous ones. (laughs) They didn't get it. Do you understand? He says that, and when he comes, he will convict and convince the world and bring demonstration to it about sin and about righteousness. That is uprightness of the heart and right standing with God and about judgment. About sin to the world because they do not what? Believe in me. Rely, trust, and adhere to me because the world doesn't believe I can teach them about sin. But when you believe our business is no longer sin, our business is life eternal. And this is eternal life that you might not sin. No, that you might know the one true God and his only son, Jesus. That's eternal life. Do you know how many Christians know about sin than God? That's a sin. That's a sin. I could sense it. It's a sin. Meanwhile, some of us are that is life. Hallelujah. I could feel it is life. It is working in our body. I know that is the life of God. I know that is the... That is why you see, when you present life to the, to the church, are you hearing me? The glorified Christ establishes that truth in the lives of men. And you realize that you don't even need to talk about sin. No. Because speaking about the Christ is already talking against sin. Some Christians talk about sin thinking they're talking against sin. Let me tell you one thing that is against sin. Christ. Not good. Some people think it's, it's a good and evil world. No. It's a Christ and evil. It's a Christ and evil. Very simple. It's a Christ and evil. Christ evil. Give people Jesus. 
let him deal with the details. The Bible says that he that began a good work in you, he shall see it to accomplishment to the day of Christ. And you see, that is why it's, it's a way issue. I've studied the Bible and I've realized it's a way issue. Some of you don't understand what I'm saying. Let me show you something in Acts. Let me show you something in Acts. Acts 22. Let's begin verse 1. Let's read quickly. Let me show you something amazing. Men, brethren, fathers, hear ye my defense which I make now unto you. He says, and when they have heard, when they heard that he spake in, Hebrew, in the Hebrew tongue to them, they kept the most silence, and he said, I am verily a man which is a Jew born in Tarsus, a city of Cilicia, yet brought up in the city of the feet of Gamaliel, and taught according to the perfect manner of the law of the fathers, and was zealous toward God as you all are to this day. He says, and I persecuted this way unto death. Are you hearing me? He persecuted this way unto death, binding and delivering into the prisons both men and women. The issue here with the legal folk was simple. Men were finding another way to God besides the law. And him being zealous of the way of the law, he had to persecute that way because he wanted people to follow this way. It's a way issue. Some people go through the law to be righteous, what they've done and what they've not done. For us, we simply go through Christ. That's why Paul at a particular point, asks, I think in the message version, he says, is it it's for some of you who, who judge us because we use Jesus as the way, he says, does that mean that we are wrong because we use Christ as the way. He says that's very frivolous. Simple, want the way of the law. For you to be born again and, and you straight, you understand? You have to be judged against what you've done and what you've not done. And let me tell you, let me correct you. Our way is simple. We are judged through Christ. That is why when Paul, Paul is warning the church, he says, I warn you that all men shall be judged according to my gospel. Men will be judged according to the gospel of grace. According to this gospel, men shall be judged. Not according to the law of Moses, <laughs> but according to the law of the spirit of life in Christ. Because you see, you tried not to steal and failed. Are you hearing me? God gave you a way of being righteous on his terms. You refused them and said no. I can still not steal without you. Okay, you continue. The more God will, that's why some of you can't get out of certain habits because God is proving you wrong every day. <laughs> every day God is trying to prove you wrong to tell you the righteousness which is of God is not after the law. Romans 3.21. It says, but now the righteousness, uh-huh, let's go there. But now let's read. The righteousness of without is what? Manifested. Being witnessed by and by the what? The prophets. Even the what? The righteousness of God which is by faith in no, of Jesus Christ and to all and upon all of them that believe for there is no difference for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God but being justified freely by his grace through their works and their fasting and climbing on the mountain. No! 
through the redemption which is in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You're saved by Christ. You're saved by Christ. You're saved by Christ. Not through your hard work. Because it doesn't matter how much hard work you do, you'll still what? you still fail. Praise God. Now, when I was meditating on that Matthew 16, 26, I thought to myself something. Let's go there. He says, for what is it to a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? And the Lord told me, many people ask that question. But many people don't understand the second question. And that's where I wanted to put my line from. What shall a man give in exchange of his soul? We talk about the world. That's a definite. Gaining the world versus gaining Christ. But let's get that. We're talking about a point where we're asking, what shall a man give in exchange of his soul? In other words, every man has a price tag. Every man has a price Yours might be Jesus, but every man has a what? A price. Are you hearing? Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? But when the Bible says that, what shall a man give in exchange? In exchange of his soul. You, you must understand that the, anybody, as, 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 as deep as what a man defines as pleasure and life is what a man will give for his soul. Do you understand? You find which doctors who are ready to die in their witchcraft. Do you understand? Because their souls are sold to the devil. And the, 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 the recompense they receive is the things that he has given them because he promised he would. Do you understand what I'm saying? But you're dealing with Christians who look like they were not bought the price. You're dealing with Christians who don't even understand that their souls are saved. You're dealing with Christians who no longer even understand that they're not of their own. You're not of your own. You don't own yourself anymore. Some of you think you do. No man in this world owns himself. The difference is just the masters. Either man is owned of the devil or of God, but everybody's owned. You understand? The difference is that the one who owns us has owned us unto freedom. Which he now wants us not to use for vice. And the devil has owned men for bondage. Are you hearing me? That's the difference. But we all had a price on ourselves and the price was Jesus for you and I. You get? But I was meditating to myself. I've been thinking lately and I'm thinking why don't we pay the, 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 the due honor to actually know this God more as Christians. Because many Christians, if you realize, many of your times are distributed in things that are not even beneficial to your souls. You get my point? You're investing the wrong way in many things. When I was banking, I used to see women rushing back for Telemundo. I said, eh. They are walking back to see a lie. Eh? Just a lie. He lied. Just somebody just concocted a story in his brain and said, "Let me just go." Wow. You get my point? 
they're not, somebody's not running, rushing back because they need to be with God. No, he's just rushing back for Telemundo. You get my point? You understand what I'm trying to tell you? Now, if you ask me, what is the real battle in the body of Christ today? The real battle in the body of Christ today is as the witch doctors and sorcerers of this world are getting advanced in their craft, Christians are still taking milk in church. You get my point? They don't know whose they are and they've not yet sold their souls. Many people think they have, but they still own their souls because the heart of the soul is still the part that yearns for the pleasures of the world. But until you get to a point where the world is dead, like Paul says, for I recall the world dead to me and I to the world, there's a way we will not see God. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? Men in the other world sit down. Now they are men sitting down, thinking, how do we determine the next elections? How do we determine the next president? How do we determine the next prime minister? How do we affect the institutions, the financial institutions? How do we have effects on education? How do we go down to the business sector? How do we frustrate this? How do we change the lines to fall to our direction? How do we change these wings to go the other side? Men who have the devil in them think those things. Christians can't even unite. They can't even sit together like this to pray together. But even men who don't have the spirit are sitting down and they are planning. Do you understand what I'm telling you? The other day I saw something, a, a, a video of a certain devil worshiper and, and he said that he was hired in one of the most influential business companies in the world, IBM, eh? without an education. You get my point? Without a what? An education. They hired him, top executive. And, and he asked them, why have you hired me? And, and they told him, because you're an Aquarian. I think it's Aquari Aquarius, right? Horoscopes, right? They, say, they told him, because you're an Aquarius. And Aquarius people, whatever they begin, succeeds, whether they're educated or not. You understand? The men of this world can even study the horoscope and know that the race is not to the swift, neither the battle to the strong, nor bread to the men of skill. And they appoint a man who's not educated. And, and they told him, and the second thing, we looked up your history and realized that if we go back 700 years you're actually a, first, a descendant of, of one of the popes. So there's something spiritual about you. If, if they can follow a lineage of 700 years to hire a guy and they don't need his education, you must understand that the spirit world works on different rules. But you look at our Christians, what do they know? Jesus, I ask you that I pass that interview. That's their mind. Do you understand? The mind is passing the interview. They don't understand that there are people who don't even need to pass an interview. They've been too studied about that they are the men they need. No, they are not tithers and fast fruit. No, they belong to a certain line, a certain way of things. Do you understand? That has to be, some of you used to read your horoscopes and say, oh my God, it's true. And then you ask yourself, if, if, if horoscopes can interpret lives of men to that degree, and this is the devil, you will be shocked how much the devil knows about you. Do you understand? How much more the children of God? We're not even supposed to be competing with horoscope people. No. We're supposed to have a wisdom way higher than anybody who uses a horoscope, a tarot card, or reads the palms. They're supposed to come to us and say, there is something we saw you do in your business. It's 
different from what we've seen in any other business, whether Aquarius or what. What is it that you use? And then you open the scriptures and teach them about Jesus Christ. But no, where are the Christians? Where are the Christians in the business world, in the education sector? Where are they? In the media, where are Christians? Where are born again Christians? No, but in Bibati, they're slapping their hands every night. Yes, you understand? And so when you sit when you sit down in a corner and really think, what are we building? Somebody wakes up in the morning. We're supposed to even now be planning for Uganda. These brains are enough. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? We're supposed to be looking for the best agricultural guys, position them in the agricultural ministry. We're supposed to be looking for the best HR in the world, position them in the ministry in, in, in the world. We're supposed to be looking for the next president now. The next inter- the next the next we're supposed now to be looking on world level. You understand? Determining politics, de- determining by prayer. Because the Bible says he giveth the kingdom to whomsoever he willeth. Whom did he give the kingdom? Those devil worshippers. Us. But they are planning everything. And the average Christian is just walking to ch- every day to work. They, if you ask them, what are you praying for? I, I need a job. Oh God. And you're like, oh my God. This one is believing for a job. the richest people in the world are the hard, hardest workers no there is something more and it's in the scriptures but we're different and indifferent let me tell you something let me tell you something every nation is under a particular yoke and the basis of Christianity is for us to only carry one yoke Christ and not under any man the place where the church will be too free not to need anybody Yet everybody needs it. That's the only way Jesus can raise. Listen, he says, raise me up and I'll draw men to myself. God has to raise you up to a point of influence. Where if anybody in the world needs business, they have to come to you. If anybody in the world needs to change medicine, they have to come to you. If anybody in the world needs to change the education institutions, they have to come to us. Why? Because we carry a wisdom. Which is not of this world. The Bible says the wisdom of this world is brought to nothing. But we carry the wisdom which is of God comparing spiritual things and spiritual people. And the difference between you businesswoman and them is simple. You carry glory. But we can't even sit down with Christians to tell them, guys, can we plan for this world? Can we, can we, can we just do something together? Even door to door is a paper. Even street invasion is, is a even. You can't even tell Christians, let's preach. No unity in the face. So how shall we go to the knowledge of the son? You see how Christians are thinking. Many of them, oh, I need a car. My husband, my daughter is sick. My brother, he's arrested. That's how they are thinking. But what arrested him? What got him sick? What made the man live? There are things that are way bigger than many of you. Many, many of you. There are certain systems that are way bigger than many of you. There's a banker waking up every day at 6 and she goes back home at 10 every day. TV is raising her child. The house girl is raising her child. God deliver that woman. So for her the issue is not that she needs a job. For her the issue is that she's going to become so busy and one time she'll wake up and TV raised her child and the house girl raised her child and then some of them work for so long 
And then one day when they are old, they use the very money to treat the diseases they got when they were working. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? Do you get where I'm coming from? Somebody starves themselves, gets ulcers, then when they are old, they start to preach peptic ulcers. But why is this person the way they are? Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? Why is the system the way it is? Why would somebody wake up every day from seven and work from seven up to ten? Why is it so? It's not even in our labor laws. Do you understand where I'm coming from? There's a bondage way bigger than many Christians think. And sometimes we can't even think, you see, against us working, because your, your thinking is still here. I'm not talking about that. Where are the houses that you did not have to build? Where are the vineyards you didn't have to plant? Do you think that every Christian is supposed to go through that? No. But there is a chi blessing. Even if you're to bank, there has to be a chi blessing above it that has to get you out one day that will give you enough time to look after your children and preach the gospel. Otherwise, many Christians are too bound to even preach. They're not free. They are too bound to preach. I would have come to church, but pastor, you know, I work Monday to Friday. Hey, carry. The blessing of God maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. You'll understand one day. Get to your feet. Now, I don't know what you want to talk to God. You open your mouth and tell him you what you want. God changed something. God changed our nation. God changed the face of this church. God changed our convictions. God get just change, change things. God change things. God change things. God change things. Change things for that Christian. Change things for your sons and daughters, God. Let things come easy. Let things come easy. In the name of Jesus. Let things come easy. In the name of Jesus. Just speak in other tongues. God help our people. Promotions come from neither east nor west, but they come from the Lord. God promote your people. Raise the Christian to be in a place of contention where men will love to contend for his place. Raise a Christian into the most influential office. Raise a Christian into the most influential positions. Raise your sons and daughters in the offices that determine a lot. Raise people in positions that communicate a lot. We refuse the spirit of slavery in the name of Jesus. We refuse the spirit of slavery in the name of Jesus. We refuse the spirit of struggle without a conviction of the spirit. If it has to be many hours of preaching, let them be for our Lord. If it has to be many hours of work, let them be for our Lord. But let them not be because we need money. No, 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 God, no. God help the church. 
God help Christians. God help our generation. God help our people. In the name of Jesus Christ. to me child of God I know there are working people here and I worked for six years in a bank and I used to work every day and I used to preach every day and there was a grace for me to do both but if you're in a place where your job even affects your worship God deliver you God deliver you You can do many things, but you should not be bound to seek your God. You should not be bound to serve your God. That is bondage. You're supposed to be free. You can work, that's okay. But under divine purpose. Christians, I pray the Lord helps you to stop chasing money. It's not the trail of salvation. The trail of salvation is the gospel that God will give you jobs that are divine purpose not just paycheck that he will give you all the money that you need for you to live a free life enough to work under purpose but not under the pressure to feed your home because the true labors are in the gospel and the true gospel is in divine purpose I pray that God will help our people in Africa I pray that God will lift Africa as a nation. Uganda as our people. I've seen people who have been refused to go into certain countries because they don't look like they will come back. God deliver our people. What are they even looking for? That they can't find them in Uganda. What blessing are they looking for that can't find them in Boise? God deliver the church. Hey, let him begin with us. The rest, they, they can. But let him begin with you. Hey. Give the Lord a mighty hand clap of praise. In fact, I feel led of the Holy Spirit. If you're in this room and you have a date, I pray that it be clear at the quickest time possible. Because he that borrows is a slave to whoever lends. God deliver you from debts. Are there Christians? God deliver you from death. Those, I don't know who, but those things of being owned because somebody, you have to pay money. I pray God helps you pray that money and you be free. But also learn to tithe. Eh, Christians, first fruit. You learn to tithe and first fruit. Because how of you, you landed yourself in those problems. There's somebody here, she wants to quit, but she can't quit because the interest rate will go up. Now you're, you're working for, for, for to pay off a loan. Of which money when you borrowed it, it was even robbed of you when you put it in a certain business. I know there's somebody here. God help you. Because now you're working for nothing. In Jesus' name. If you're here and you've never given your life to Christ and you want to be born again, you put up. And I want to lead you to salvation now. If you want to be born again, I see a hand there. Who else? 
Who else? Who else? I see a hand there. Who else? I see another hand there. Uh-huh. I see another hand there. You see how Jesus saves? Repeat these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus. I believe in my heart. Confess with my mouth that you died and rose again. I am born again from today in Jesus' mighty name. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 41 466 4291 or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.funero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Fenero, make manifest. Thank you.